From trauma to joie de vivre, how is that possible? Welcome to Post-Trauma Secrets and Decluttering, where we go behind the scene and reveal how to free yourself. Come and discover the four dimensions of a decluttering journey with your hosts, Valerie Huard and J.M. Tetro. Welcome to this podcast on how to overcome trauma. Listen, we can show you how to overcome trauma. We can show you ways to do it, but there's one essential ingredient so it works everybody tries something when they get trauma when they get something really hard a hardship in their life and the event passed or didn't but they try something and one of the problem is they get thicker skin when it doesn't work they have a defense mechanism they automatically protect themselves and this is why all the different methods doesn't work or it's hard or because there's one method that will is gonna work for someone and another one for another person but everybody's different so what we try to do is to peel the trauma problem three peel what happened and reproduce this to overcome trauma. So the fourth step that we discovered that worked the best, it's to work in order, starting from the stress, which is the irritant. After work on the mind, the mindset, all the thoughts, persons going through, after working on the time and the use of time and the stress, versus the time used in their daily basis. And last of all is working on the space and the environment surrounding the people with trauma. So let's take a look at each of them one by one. But just before to be on the same page, I want to be sure that we set up that post-traumatic stress disorder is a stress issue. So what's going on is when someone had had a trauma, their level of cortisol is higher than people that do not have trauma. And the other thing is the people that do not have trauma are able to lower that level of cortisol at night, while people with trauma are not able. It's reduced a bit, but not as much as it should. So the level of cortisol is always I, 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 I. And what's going on when the level of cortisol is high is we have plenty of symptoms, you know, because it's a fight, flight, fawn, or freeze response. So we may have flashback, nightmare, panic attack, chronic anxiety, and even self-harming behavior, but all in an answer to a danger that is not there anymore. We, our amygdala is kind of stuck on the danger that happened in the past. So the other thing that happened is our frontal lobe is slow down. The executive function that are situated in the frontal lobe, this is the ability to take decision, to organize, to plan our life. They are more difficult. So what happened is it's more difficult to put a can of pop in the trash can or to clean our dishes or to put away what we just bought so we let the bag in the entrance. And it's not because 
we are lazy or tired or overwhelmed. No, it's just because our, our executive function are just working a bit slower. So it's more difficult to do it. And what happens when we let those things here and there is clutter start to accumulate. And when the clutter accumulates around us, our brain has to manage all those items. Even if we don't focus on them, the brain needs to manage them, manage that information that it receives. So that brings us to be overwhelmed, tired, stressed. Are you seeing that? We're coming back to the stress. So the amygdala produce more cortisol again, and we are kind of in a vicious cycle between the stress, the trauma, the clutter, and it's all turning out together. So if we want to, if we want to overcome trauma, we have no choice than starting by reducing the stress. It should be the first place because we want to reduce the symptoms. If we don't reduce the symptoms, then we'll encounter more difficulty to do the other stage. So the second stage is the mind or the mindset. This is, you know, when we have tons of idea about the trauma, about the past, some negative self-talk, and sometimes it's feel that these ideas are more there than our positive one or the happiness idea. It's kind of, you know, when you go on the highway, it's full of traffic and you are possibly jammed there for a couple hours and it's not pleasant. It's stressful. So you decide to take an exit, to take a campaign road, to go forward toward the destination you want to go. That route is peaceful, calm, beautiful, and you feel happier and warmer and you suddenly start to just have a little discussion with your partner in the car and everything is more relaxed and, and joyful. So it's the same thing with what's going on in our mind. We can calm all that highway of thoughts that is in our mind and increase our positive self-talk. The third section will be about the time. When I say time, I'm talking about it's time to create the life as we want it. And it's time to make space in our calendar for the things that matter for us. Creating new routine, new habits, and discovering what we want. It's not coming back to our previous life. It's really creating new things. And the strength of healthy habit is really more powerful than most people think. We're really surprised every time we show that to people. You know, the strength of a habit is to release your brain from thinking. You do it by habit. You do it automatically. So anything positive or negative that is in the form of a habit is less stressful for the brain. Therefore, less stress and all that Valerie talked about, reducing the stress or the, the anxiety in the body itself. And one of the really healthy habits is to do exercise. 
because it has all another mix of chemical good for your body that are released and last for a couple hours after plus gets you in a healthier body so just by example i've done exercise on a daily routines for years and years and you know it's such an habit that for me now it's not hard to go and do it but sometime i i have to take a break from it just for for a little bit of rest or because my schedule asked to and if i do it for too long it is so hard everything my mindset comes down it's shift from my positive mind my positive side to a little bit more negative everything is heavy harder and this is mostly because one the the level of chemicals of good hormones released is lower and the stress is coming back and the second thing is because breaking a habit is really hard for your body one of the great thing of the habit is to get you doing something automatically but when it stop your body wants to go back to it and will fight in the ways that you probably don't want most of the time and for me is getting so tired so not doing exercise gets me tired so what we're saying is by bringing healthy habit in your life your life will go better everything will go smoother and the trauma symptom reduces which is the recovery path so right after putting some healthy habit and behavior and routine in under let's come back to clutter and trauma are related so it's time to tackle the physical clutter the belongings that are around us and this is a big process of learning to let go i'm not saying that everybody house is full 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 of clutter but everybody has some closet somewhere or a storage room that has a bit too much stuff so whatever you have a lot or not of clutter you can still do that step because this is all about learning to let go by learning to let go of some belongings you're learning to let go of the past you're learning to let go of that victim status that even if we say no we are kind of attached to it we are feeling as a victim of our trauma but we need to learn to let go of that too so when the clutter will reduce when we will learn to let go the stress will reduce and we close the cycle of the stress that we just mentioned so why do we do them in this order if you don't start with the stress there are too many symptoms to tackle the other area then the mind we need a clear mind to decide what we want in our calendar and then the time or our calendar habits we need to make space to be able to allow some time to declutter and finally the space because if we didn't do the other one before we will stop when we will do decluttering we will take an object and say oh it's grandma who gave it to me i must keep it 
and then we'll stop our decluttering process, or we will put everything in a box, put it on a curbside, and looking by the window if someone comes to take it, and finally go back at the curb and bring it back into the garage. So what happened is if we didn't do the three other area before tackling the space, we will stop, we will postpone, or we will fall in crisis like we can touch an object and then we have a flashback. So at the end of that, everybody can recover from trauma with that technique. I'm not saying how long it takes. We're just saying that the steps are proven and we've we've did it with many people and it is possible to recover but there's one secret ingredient and without it it will not work by accident it can improve the situation but it cannot work and this is the intentional action if someone else helped the person with PTSD or trauma it will work on certain aspects it will improve but will never get to recovery the only way to get to recovery it has to be intentional the person has to have a reason a why to get better and take action that's why we call it the intentional action and on that see you on the next episode Thank you so much for taking time to listen to this episode. If you want to help break the trauma stigma, share this episode and give hope to your friends and let them know it is possible to get free from trauma. Valerie and JM want to help you further by offering you Declutter Your Life 101. Be sure to go to dowellht.com forward slash free yourself. That's dowellht.com forward slash free yourself to get your free quick summary and start your decluttering journey. Thanks again for tuning in and be sure to join us next time to discover another secret on post-trauma secrets and decluttering.